Have you ever wondered why anyone drinks Malort? Or if there are actually lobsters in the Chicago River? Then listen to the Curious City podcast, where we answer all your questions about Chicago and the region. WBEZ's Curious City is part of the NPR network and available wherever you find your podcasts. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset, your source for everything happening in Chicago and across the world. The Chicago City Council was scheduled to hold a hearing on the Bring Chicago Home Ordinance yesterday. The ordinance would tax sales on homes over a million dollars in an effort to fight homelessness. And it could go on voters' ballots in February's citywide election. But Mayor Lightfoot and her allies in city council had different ideas and blocked the hearing. Some didn't show up and others were in the building but refused to take part in the vote. The mayor told WTTW, quote, no matter what, it is going to be spun as a property tax increase. With us in the studio is Carla Johnson. She's a grassroots leader with the Chicago Coalition for the Homeless and an advocate for the Bring Chicago Home Ordinance. We also have two co-sponsors of the ordinance on the line, Alderman Matt Martin of the 47th Ward, which includes parts of Uptown, Ravenswood, Lincoln Square, and North Center, and Alderwoman Maria Haddon of the 49th Ward, which includes Rogers Park and parts of Westridge. Carla, I'll start with you. Give us a little background. What is Bring Chicago Home, and how did it come about? Well, Bring Chicago Home is a coalition of grassroots leaders that are trying to uh, fix the homeless crisis that we have in Chicago with 65,000 people already homeless, men, women, and children. It's equal to a whole separate ward. We have 50 wards in Chicago, but this ward we call the 51st Ward. Wow. So we have a proposal that would designate a revenue just for this homeless and for wraparound services. Yeah, talk more about that. How exactly would the ordinance help fight homelessness in Chicago? With our ordinance, we would be able to uh, have the real estate transfer tax, like you mentioned earlier, on the properties over a million dollars. Those tax dollars would be designated just for homeless, not, you know, for other things that the city council might be trying to use. Because we see that that real estate uh, tax is one of the highest incomes that's coming into the city now. Mm -hmm. So we see that that would be a means to support the wraparound services needed and uh, the homeless situation. I'm going to move on to Alderwoman Haddon. Can you talk more about yesterday's hearing? What happened there? So in order to um, allow the city of Chicago to make changes to this real estate transfer tax, we've got to jump through uh, quite a few hoops for the state. One of those, um, of course, is getting a positive approval from the residents of the city of Chicago through a ballot referendum. But another key step we tried to uh, meet yesterday, which is a public hearing. Um, so different from our public hearings, there's some special rules for noticing. So we've gone through painstaking measures to, to schedule the special city council meeting, do all the proper notices. There were Uh, dozens and dozens of residents who came to testify for this public hearing. And what we needed was just a quorum. So we weren't asking city council to vote um, on any of their opinions, whether they supported this or not yesterday. We just needed people to show up so that the public could comment, so we could meet our public hearing requirement. And um, we fell short. Yeah. You mentioned wraparound services earlier, Carla. What exactly do you mean? Well, those would be mental health issues, um, uh, job skill training, uh, 
case management for a home, you know, for how to prepare a home, mm-hmm. and then the services for our students. Uh, Chicago Public Schools has numbers, thousands of children that are living either doubled up or homeless. Yeah, and by doubled up we mean? That means you're living in someone else's home. A shelter is not your home. Yeah. But And when you're living in someone else's home where you don't have a key and you don't have access to all the resources in the home, that is not your home. Right. According to a, a Block Club Chicago report, 25 of Chicago's older people avoided that meeting yesterday, leaving it one person shy of a quorum. Mm-hmm. What was your reaction to that? We were very devastated because the mayor had once again showed us uh, a sign of support by allowing us to have a second roll call, call to get the quorum and allowing us a resource so that we could get the additional alderman's uh, support. But then when we came back and got the additional support, she didn't show up. Yeah. So again, she failed to show up for us when she could have broken that tie. We should mention that we also here at uh, WBEZ, we reached out to Mayor Lightfoot's office for comment on this uh, particular conversation, but we haven't yet heard back. Mm -hmm. Talk about the Chicagoans who showed up to speak at that hearing yesterday. What have you heard from them? It was powerful to hear from folks, uh, many, too many of whom have experienced homelessness in their own lives, uh, urge us and demand us to take action, action that we've been talking about for four years, action that a majority of Chicagoans who have been polled over that four-year period support. And it's just, for me, it's time to get this done. And it's really unfortunate that we hit the roadblock that we did yesterday, but we're not giving up because when we talk with those folks and with each of these meetings, it feels like we have more and more people from all across the city, including our own communities, coming to support. To me, it just it's just a reminder that we are are fighting the right fight here and we're going to get it done. And yeah. if we have to jump over additional roadblocks, we'll do it. Alderwoman Haddon, uh, the mayor originally supported this ordinance back in her 2019 uh, mayoral campaign. Now she seems concerned that it will, quote, be spun as a property tax increase. How do you respond to that? Um, I'll, I'll say we're sensitive to, um, I think, the coalition, um, all of our co-sponsors. We're sensitive to some of the challenges. And challenges are not a, a reasonable uh, excuses for not taking action. So to Alderman Martin's point and to Carla's point, we have too many residents experiencing homelessness to not try and close the budget gap. And that's really what we're talking about here. We're talking about, we're talking about we need about... $168 million. Technically, we need more than that. We need about $200 million a year mm-hmm. in order to adequately provide the homelessness prevention, right? So rental assistance, um, outreach services, special services for youth. We're talking about mental health programming. Um, we're talking about homelessness outreach. Uh, we're talking about housing. Like, it's a wide suite of programs and those wraparound services that Carla mentioned. Mm-hmm. We know how much it costs. And right now, we've got federal dollars that are helping us meet some of those needs, but those federal dollars will run out. They'll run out very soon. And so, uh, you know, to the administration, to folks who are opposed to this, if they can come up with another way for us to raise the needed revenue in order to meet this desperate need for Chicagoans, we're all ears. And Sasha, I'd just like to add that the real estate sales tax are stronger than ever. In fact, this is one area that the city has had the highest revenue than expected. So it's a lot of money that's still being made. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, talk more, Carla, uh, 
in your work, what is next for Bring Chicago Home? Well, we're still willing to work with the mayor. If she would come with us right now with a phone call and we could just come to, you know, some kind of dialogue to uh, our proposal. Yeah. We could still do that. It's not too late. Alderman Martin, uh, is there still a chance that this ordinance makes it onto those ballots in February? It's a real challenge at this point. Um, We were working backwards from that date, and uh, we need to comply with various city and state laws in terms of notice and certain types of hearings. And the roadblocks that were thrown up yesterday uh, really imperils that work. And it's just frustrating when you see the Thompson Center sold to Google for over a million, $100 million, when a condo in the St. Regis was sold for over $20 million. Yeah. And the transfer tax for those is the same as for a $250,000 bungalow or a $300,000 condo somewhere. That just that doesn't make sense. And so as Alderwoman Haddon said, yeah, we, we have we're, we're stand ready to hear other options. But when we're talking about an economy where folks at the very top are doing so well and folks in the middle and the bottom are really struggling, I really think that this makes sense um, and really hope that we can see uh, some colleagues in the administration uh, change their tune on this. You know, I, uh, and I'm, I'm not sure if others agree, but I, I feel like I've been seeing more tents around the city, right? Um Can you talk big picture, Carla, about what we've been seeing when it comes to homelessness since the pandemic began? Like, is the situation getting worse? Well, the services are not there. We're we're like uh, the alderman said, we've been just fighting against the tide the whole time. Yeah. You know, and I just like to take a quote from Doughboy from Boys in the Hood. Either they don't know, they don't show or they don't care what's going on in the city. Yeah. And all we want is for a chance for the Chicago to vote, and they have a choice. It's like the aldermen and the mayor are fighting against democracy. Let the people vote. Why is this issue so important to you? Because I myself was homeless. It wasn't something I thought would ever happen to me. I'm a grandmother, a great-grandmother. But it happened to me, and it's happening to several people in my family. And that's It happened how in recent years? Recent years, in the last two years. You said you were, so it sounds so like you're out of that situation. I was fortunate enough this June to find a place, right? So I thank the Lord for that. Congratulations. And also for Bring Chicago Home. As I said, I was introduced to another uh, member of the coalition, so they helped me to those resources. Alderwoman Haddon, you know, there, there can't be more than three questions for voters on, on the February ballot And there are already three proposed questions, including one that would declare homelessness a public health crisis. Is there a path to bumping one of those off of the ballot to include this ordinance? And which, you know, would you want to see bumped? Yeah, so there are. And I'll I'll say, you know, today we were supposed to have a rules committee meeting, which is another committee of the whole. So all 50 older people are on this. And all four of these ballot referendum items were on the agenda. Um, so we had an opportunity to have more debate and discussion um, and to really, you know, have older people go on record on which ones they think should move forward. Um, I would argue that we know homelessness is a crisis. We don't need a ballot referendum on it. Um, I would argue the other two are pretty pointless as well. Um, they're, they're answers that we, that we know because Chicagoans have told us. We see it in our experience. 
Um, you mentioned seeing more tents pop up. Yeah. We're having another rapid rehousing event in Tui Park in, in the 49th Ward this week. This will be our third rapid rehousing event, and this is um, City uh, Department of Family and Support Services working with several uh, nonprofit agencies, identifying apartments, right, permanent supportive housing units, gathering those together and matching them with residents who are living unsheltered and homeless. So we'll have 20 units of housing available this week, and they've been working for several weeks to match people with those housing units. This will be our third event, and mm -hmm. that's 84 people that will have housed just from one area of one ward in the city yeah, over wow. one year's period of time. So this is a, we know it's a crisis, and we're acting accordingly, at least some of us are. Um, so I think that we should be able to put something on the ballot that allows city council to take action, mm -hmm. not just to fill the space. So I would love to hear from all of you here. What, what else are you watching for as, as, as we approach this, this February election? I'll start with you, Alderwoman Haddon. Um, I'm looking for, I'm looking for um, maybe some increased, um, uh, more independence in city council, right? Um, you see a lot of that playing out over this term. Myself, Alderman Martin, several of our colleagues who have really been working um, a lot as much as legislators. Yeah. Um, as we have been kind of city services. Um, and Chicagoans need that. And I'm hoping to see some, some more colleagues um, who are like-minded join our ranks. Alderman Martin, what are you keeping an eye on? So public safety being the biggest challenge our city is facing right now, we have, for the first time ever, um, three individuals from each of our 22 police districts, so 66 total, who will be directly elected. And once they are, they will be focused exclusively on public safety issues, um, thinking about how we can communicate better, more proactively as a city around the sort of policies at the hyper-local level and citywide level that we can take. And I, it's the first time folks are going to have an opportunity to vote for these positions, for these people. Yeah. Um, and I think it couldn't come at a more important time. And Carla, what's top of mind for you as, as we get closer to February? Well, Sasha, as I read the quote on your wall as I came in, the way to right or wrong is to shed the light of truth on them. That was Ida B. Wells. And I'm just the looking quote. forward to uh, continue getting more and more support from uh, different uh, agencies and organizations in the city and continuing our fight because we're not going to give up. We'll leave it there for now. That was grassroots leader Carla Johnson, also Chicago Alderman Matt Martin of the 47th Ward, and Alderwoman Maria Haddon of the 49th Ward. Thank you all. This episode of Reset was produced by Sarah Stark, and it was edited by Ethan Schwab. Want to stay up to date on the most important stories in Chicago? Then subscribe to our podcast. We share important conversations just like this every day of the week. And when you subscribe, leave us a rating. It really helps more listeners find us. That's all for Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We'll talk to you tomorrow.
Do you need a break from the news? Well, my friend, Nerdette Podcast is here for you. Our show is all about delight. We laugh about what's happening in pop culture and feature thoughtful interviews with fascinating people. We even have a monthly book club that you can participate in. I could just go on and on about it. I loved this book. It was an experience, I'll tell you that. (laughs) I discovered authors I had never heard of, and I'm really happy that I did. Come hang out with us. Listen to Nerdette wherever you get your podcasts.